Hello, my name is Tom Boone. And I'm Joanna Bailey. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we've got for you this week. Coming up today, I'll kick off with the news we've all been waiting for from Aer Lingus, while Tom will tell us just how confident Ryanair is about its summer plans. Joe will see how China Airlines waved off its last Queen of the Skies in style, while I'll look at the extremely harsh enforcement for illegal travel from the UK right now. Finally, Sophia has completed her mission in Europe. I'll see how she did. So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And I mean, we have all been waiting for this, so kick it off. Tell us about Aer Lingus, Joe. I will, absolutely. So as I expect, our readers and listeners have um, been following along. Aer Lingus has been rumoured to be launching transatlantic services from Manchester in the northwest of the UK since about November last year. Um, so back then, UK slot reports that we dug up showed that the airline had applied for a four aircraft base in Manchester. But since then, the jury's been out on exactly what routes it would launch and when. Hmm. Um, however, this week, Aer Lingus has finally confirmed its plans to fly transatlantic from Manchester. So the first routes are going to be to New York and Orlando. Barbados and Boston are going to be added later. Um, It's going to be using both the A321LR and the A330 for these services. So the very first route is going to be uh, Manchester Airport to New York's JFK, with Orlando launching on the same day, actually. And that's going to start on July 29th. Um, Barbados is going to be added in October, just in time for some winter sunshine, maybe, if we're allowed out of the country. Mm. Um, And then Boston is coming next year, so summer 2022. Um, And key for Manchester, really, is that the airline says this will create up to 120 jobs in the north of England. And, you know, with all the uh, aviation sector redundancies that have been felt up there, that is going to be very welcome news indeed. So, you know, transatlantic operations from Manchester are new for Aer Lingus, but in terms of its presence at the airport, it's been a regular site up there for many years. You know, it's been serving Dublin, Belfast for many decades, and it's going to be restarting services to Cork this summer. So lots of uh, connectivity options there as well. Um, Something I found quite interesting, though, was it did deliver a bit of a snub to uh, our forthcoming transatlantic arrival, JetBlue, um, because Aer Lingus in their press release, they were very keen to note that it will be the first airline to launch services with the long-range narrowbody from Airbus between the UK and the US. So it's going to be using the A321LR on routes from mm. New York to, uh, sorry, to New York from July and then from to Boston for next year. And their A321LR has 16 seats in business and 168 in economy. And their their business class, it's the Thompson Aero, so they do recline fully flat. But Mm. for me, you know, JetBlue still has the edge in terms of its premium cabin. But, you know, (laughs) it's not really my place to say. You 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 pay your money and take your choice, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, they've kind of gazumped JetBlue somewhat on the arrival of their A321LR. But, of course, JetBlue is going to be flying into London, although we don't know for sure which airport yet. Um, well, I mean, we've seen some little hints that it might even be Heathrow, haven't we? <laughs> absolutely. We're not really allowed to talk about it too much because, uh, unlike some other publications, we like to wait for an official announcement before breaking rumours. But uh, it does look like it may well swing back to Heathrow. But, you know, keep, keep your ear to the ground and we'll be sure to let you know when we do. Anyhow, um, so the 
uh, A321 will be on the kind of business focused routes, but then for the holiday hotspots for of Orlando and Barbados, it's going to be the larger A330-300. Um, so both of those routes um, are going to see it competing fiercely with Virgin Atlantic, who obviously fly, you know, they, they find Manchester is a very good hub for themselves. And, and they do like taking people to holiday hotspots like Orlando and Barbados from there. So um, clearly, you know, Aer Lingus thinks it's going to have the demand to fill a wide body, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what sort of load factors it gets. And of course, British travellers are still banned from going abroad for leisure purposes. Stop um, stealing my segment. <laughs> no, I'll let you tell us about the, the rest of the business. But uh, yeah, we certainly can't go at the moment, but then they're not starting until July. So uh, maybe by the time they launch, we'll be allowed out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tom, you were going to tell us about um, a carrier a bit closer to home, our Ryanair, and uh, what yeah. they're going to be doing this summer. Well, I mean, it's fair to say that things are currently looking pretty grim in the United Kingdom. Um, but Ryanair's CEO, Michael O'Leary, is cautiously optimistic about the summer. Um, with over half of the UK's adult population already vaccinated, he believes that British travellers will be welcomed across the EU and additionally believes that EU countries are going to catch up with vaccination rates. So the hope is that the continent can reopen this summer. Yay! That would be um, nice. I know. I'm, I'm very excited to fly on Ryanair. According to the airline, summer 2021 schedule will feature at least 480 routes from the UK, equating to more than 2,300 flights each week. And as expected, you know, the, com uh, the com company is focusing on sort of touristy holiday hotspots such as France, Greece, Italy, Portugal and Spain. And mm -hmm. Greece. Oh, well, I said Greece. <laughs> <laughs> lots of Greece, I guess. <laughs> yeah, lots of Greece, because Greece has already said that it's going to accept vaccinated passengers from the UK this summer. It, but it, you know, it looks like passengers should expect travelling to be fairly similar to what they've been used to from the past year. Um, O'Leary seems very happy with his mask mandate. He mentioned it several times that he's going to keep it. And he basically said the only way that masks are going to go before spring 2022 at the earliest is if uh, European authorities mandate that people can travel without wearing face masks. Um, so um, <laughs> I don't think unless, that's going to happen. Yeah, no, neither do I. I mean, I feel like unless, um, unless Ryanair is forced to get rid of masks, they're not going to, and I don't think anyone's going to rush to force them. Um, no. But I mean, it was interesting because... Um, there was a bit of a chance to Q&A with O'Leary earlier today, and um, I asked him about his thoughts about Germany, as you would expect. Um, <laughs> and he do. kind of tussled, you know, like there's this long running feud between him and Lufthansa. Yeah. Um, it seems that's continuing because he said that depending on sort of how everyone comes out of the pandemic, he would be keen to look at uh, capacity that's been dropped by Lufthansa and take it up as Ryanair. Um, and again, he sort of went on about his whole drunk uncle at a wedding. Um, <laughs> Wheeling thing, out so. that old uh, anecdote again. <laughs> yeah, saying that Lufthansa is hoovering up state subsidies. I love that word, hoovering. Like, <laughs> you just imagine Lufthansa going along with like one of those street cleaners. Um, <laughs> Give me all but, your money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there is some positive to come. Uh, you know, um, the max is, uh, I, I think uh, O'Leary said something along the lines of he's expecting the... FAA to certify the MAX 8200 next week. 
um, Ooh, with exciting. first deliveries in April. So I'm just okay. getting very excited because I've now seen the first airframes for Malta Air's new Maxes in the flesh. Uh, thanks to Twitter <laughs> user uh, Woody's Arrow Images. Check him out. He's got some great pictures. Cool. Um, he shared those pictures and I'm like, the tail just looks stunning. I really cannot wait to see the Malta Air livery, hopefully at Frankfurt. Oh, well, that's all good news. And uh, yeah. uh, interesting to see how bullish he is on, on recovery. Um, mm. good, well, good good for us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed today, actually, that they're launching um, a new route from Newcastle to Chania. Um, but you, you misread that as China. I so I guess, I, I, I guess you want to tell us about China Airlines, even though they're not China now. <laughs> Lovely segue. Really beautiful, yeah. Tom. So um, along with so many other airlines, China Airlines has been phasing out its Boeing 747s. Um, you know, this is an airline that's had a long history with the jumbo. It's been operating the type since 1975. Um, so, you know, it was a big deal when its very final 747-400 operated a passenger service last weekend. Mm. And to mark the it occasion... <laughs> well, of course it is. Well, and they, you actually, know, all you know, airlines like to give them. Sorry, carry on. It, it, it wasn't such a big deal for British Airways' last passenger service, sadly, because they had no clue that it was coming. And like, no, I mean, like Qantas right. did some farewell flights, but for BA, it was just like. Bye. Went out with a whimper rather than a bang. Yeah. I mean, they did do, or well, they attempted to do that dual takeoff from a, mm. a very rainy gap, uh, London Heathrow, um, and that never came off. But. Uh, mm. Yeah. Anyway, so China Airlines did manage to give it 747 a send off and flew a scenic flight to mark the end of the the uh, type's operation in its fleet. And this was quite an epic flight, actually. It was five hours in total and it was oh, wow. full. There were 375 fair paying passengers keen to say goodbye to the Queen of the Skies. Um, so it was operated by the aircraft registered B18215, if you're a, a registration spotter. Um, and this was the last 747 ever delivered to China Airlines from Boeing back in 2005. Was, um, I think it was the last passenger 747-400 delivered in total. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, I think so. I thought it was the last to China Airlines, but it was the last one off the production line, was it? You know, like, don't quote me on it, but I'm sure when I was writing about this flight before it happened several months ago, I'm sure they said it was the last passenger 747-400 to be delivered. So, Oh, very poignant then. Mm. Well, the uh, the flight was tagged with a, a nice little number to commemorate the 747. It was uh, CI-2747. Um, and it took off just after midday and then kind of flew a bit sort of northeast um, towards Japan. Uh, and it cruised quite low over the East China Sea. It was flying at around 10,000 metres. But then midway into the flight, it descended down to around half that altitude and circled around Japan's Mount Fuji. So uh, it would be interesting to see if the passengers got any great shots of uh, Japan's mm. mountain um, out of the window at that point. I um, mean, failing that, you could just look at the photos from ANAs a380 flights to nowhere oh true they're doing the same sort of route aren't they mm. <laughs> so uh so yeah and then it just flew back to taiwan and touched down just after five in the evening so you know this is kind of the end of a very long history for china airlines they they started flying the seven fours in the mid 1970s um, and over the years it's flown the hundreds the sps the 200s and the 400s sadly it never ordered the eight because then maybe we would still see them in the fleet mm. um but it's been actively phasing out the 
400 since 2014. They've been taken off flagship routes and routes and deployed on kind of high density regional routes instead. Yeah. Um, but you know everything was accelerated by COVID, and now it's another airline with no more queens. So sad times. Yeah, that is sad. Um... Very sad. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> I think, can I say? It's so I, I sad. don't want I just... to sound depressing. I mean, you know, there are still a few around, and uh, mm. particularly, you know, Lufthansa with its eights will be around. So will Korean, and you know, the others that have bought the eight, they'll be around for ages. So don't be too sad, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Lufthansa's committed. Um, but one place that Lufthansa isn't flying the 747-8, not that they would anyway, um, <laughs> is England, and they're flying smaller aircraft. Because there's a really bad segue because they just fly the smaller aircraft there anyway. Because <laughs> it's not very far away, yeah. is that it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I tried. I, I, I should get an A for effort for trying. <laughs> I'll give um, you an E for effort, Tom. Oh, mean. Um, well, anyway, since um, England's issued its latest stay-at-home rule, it's generally banned international travel, as we fare well know now. However, as... I'm sure you're very keen and excited about this rule is set to ex, uh, to lapse on Monday with the country's lockdown beginning to ease. So, according to the BBC, they're going to bring in a new specific law instead that specifically targets travel. And okay. this is going to see stay at home morphing into stay in the UK. Okay. So, uh, staycations sounds... are a go. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I haven't looked into that so much because... It's not airplanes, but um, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. I, it's kind of depressing the stay in the UK message to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't live in the UK, so yeah. you would say that. But, well, uh, now I have a valid reason for leaving the UK, but I'm going to get into that in a minute. So um, basically, if people are breaking this new law, the UK wants to fine them up to £5,000. Wow, that's which a lot. Is, half of the 10,000 that you get for evading hotel quarantine. And I think it's a lot less serious than evading hotel quarantine. Wouldn't you well, agree? Yes. Yeah, I would. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so passengers are already required to fill out a travel declaration stating why they can travel internationally. And it's all, there's already a £200 fine if this is incomplete or not present if checked by a police officer. Um, I think if you get away without it being checked, no one cares, uh, from my understanding. Um, but they've changed the form slightly for Monday. So um, as mentioned, it's currently only possible to travel for a legally permitted reason such as work purpose so holidays mm -hmm. the government is very clear remain illegal yes <laughs> i just think that's such a crazy thing to say holidays are illegal you know like yeah it is it just <laughs> yeah you'd never thought it would happen in our lifetime would you yeah it's it's like i can understand them saying something like drones at airports are illegal uh, yeah <laughs> holidays are illegal just sounds so crazy but anyway um According to the government, some reasonable excuses for leaving the country after Monday are work where travel is essential, yeah. volunteering, again, where travel is essential, mm -hmm. education, medical or compassionate grounds, weddings, civil partnerships and funerals, uh, a non-UK resident who has been in the UK temporarily, uh, which I find crazy that they haven't, that's like specified now, whereas before I think it fell under sort of any other reasonable reason <laughs> yeah yeah um but it does make me wonder you know if they've actually specified it now you know would i have got in trouble before <laughs> um 
But yeah, they're also allowing access uh, parents who like may not live in the same country as their child to uh, to visit. So I think that's that's, that's a, good. Yeah, a that's good. good. The one that gets me is the one about um, preparing a home for sale or rental, or mm. um, viewing properties with a view to purchasing or renting them abroad. So you know, all the rich second homeowners with properties down in Marbella, and <laughs> they're, they're all good. They can go over and say that they're preparing their Airbnb to be rented out over the summer and they can mm. have a nice little break in the south of France or wherever. But us paupers with only one place to live, we have to stay home. <laughs> I mean, I mean, can you not go and look for somewhere to, to I buy? I mean, yeah, to be fair, I could just book Does some viewings in Greece and <laughs> take a week you, over it, I guess. Yeah, it's like it, when you browse the IKEA catalogue, but you're not, you're not planning you're not to buy really anything, anything, you know? <laughs> I, mm. I think that's not really in the spirit of the yeah, lockdown no. um, relaxation. So, of course, I don't advocate that at mm. all. But uh, it does seem a little bit uh, breaking the law. <laughs> no, don't break the law. It's bad. <laughs> mm. But I mean, it's it's interesting because um, Matt Hancock, who's everybody's favourite health minister, um, was talking about travel. Uh, rather than the transport minister. And he said, <laughs> again, that the earliest date that international travel could resume is the 17th of May. That has mm -hmm. not changed. So Yeah. But they're supposed to be, you know, giving us some clues beyond that. There are murmurings that it's going to be extended. So, uh, well, I, well, yeah, but there's we'll also... We'll have to wait and see. I, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very cautious about saying it's going to be extended until it is. Well, but. of course, yeah. Same <laughs> as we're cautious about saying JetBlue's flying to Heathrow when they haven't said they are yet. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think there's probably like a 95% chance at this point that they are being... Yeah, well, anyway, we'll wait for the official announcement. Mm. Don't call us on any of this. Um, call somebody else. <laughs> so, Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, good idea. So to wrap up today, uh, I wanted to tell you about the sad departure of Europe's very special guest. Uh, yes, Sophia has oh. left the building. Um, so we've been absolutely privileged here in Europe to have our skies graced by NASA's Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy, or also called SOFIA, um, for quite some time now, actually. She's been over here in maintenance in Hamburg, Germany, since last September. Um, and then in February, she emerged from Lufthansa Technik, all ready to return to her stargazing duties. Mm. Um, but she wasn't going back to do that from her usual home in the US. Um Rather, I think it was about February the 4th, she repositioned to Cologne in Germany and had planned 20 flights over uh, from the German city over a six-week period. Um, and that six-week period has now come to an end. So uh, actually looking at the flight radar um, website, mm. she flew Radarbox. 50... Yeah, they don't track Sophia, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she flew a total of 15 flights of eight to nine hours over the Atlantic, Scandinavia, the Mediterranean. Um, and according to NASA, she was studying matter in interstellar space and in particular the effect of, on this matter by cosmic radiation. And okay. she was also learning more about the birth of massive stars. You know, I mean, of course, the, the 747 wasn't learning about massive stars. The don't, scientists don't on board ruin were. my dreams. <laughs> So she started her missions on February the 9th and the very last one was on March the 12th. And then last week, uh, she began the long flight back to Palmdale in California. And mm. you know what, Tom? I didn't see her once. 
I didn't either, you know, like I was very sad because Cologne was is so close, but I just don't think there were any opportunities to sort of go there in the spirit of lockdown and see her. But um, no, you know, exactly. At least we've kind of got an excuse, whereas I know it did fly over our boss's house and he was completely yeah, oblivious. <laughs> so literally you know you probably could have seen it from the garden but there mm. we go <laughs> mm. well oh, that's well, a shame so you know like i guess we'll just have to pop out i think out we'll to just have to LA. go to california tom yeah. and, and see her over there definitely mm. <laughs> nasa if you've uh, got any invitations do pop them in the post <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I think that's it for today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and welcome your feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.